water even. Uh, I usually have a, a straw in my water, um, but this is weird. Um, yeah. And the fact, and, and I don't want to, I don't want it looking like I'm, I'm, I'm sucking on a glizzy when I'm drinking a beer <laughs> and do not use that for the open. Do not use that for the open. <laughs> Good morning, Kirby. And that's how we start off this episode of the Promo Upfront Podcast. That's right, episode number 172. I am one of your co-hosts, Bill Petrie. Uh, with me as always, you know what? I got to do it. Kirby, you shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much merch drives a man insane. You broke my wheel, but what a thrill. Goodness gracious, great merch of fire. That's right, the one and only Kirby Hosman joins me. Kirby, how the heck are you? I'm doing better. I thought, oh, I thought, oh, we we got to a point where we just finished the songs. But not only did you do the song, you did it with with uh, gusto and you rewrote it. So that's why I can't sing along because I didn't know where it was going to go. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that's uh, I'm doing pretty well, buddy. How about you? I'm doing good. Uh, we're in the middle of October. I mean, the end of the year is flying by. Right. And I know this might surprise you, Kirby, but that got me to thinking, you know, there's only 72 calendar days left in mm. 2024. Next year's a leap year. It's an Olympic year and it's an election year, which we will not discuss on this podcast. Uh, but it begs a few questions. How is the health of your business? What do you want to do differently in 2024 to help grow your business and meet new clients? And how many goals did you accomplish in 2023? Well, PXP, of course, is our sponsor today. And they have a few recommendations as you kind of wind down 2023 and set your launch pad for 2024. Take the time to work on your business, not just in your business. Involve the key people in your company. Everyone has an idea or two. What do you want to accomplish next year? Will you plan for 10% growth, 25% growth, maybe more? Who knows? Celebrate your plan within goals for celebrate your plan and goals for 2024. Do something fun afterwards. Sometimes goal setting can be a little arduous, can be a little tedious and other IOUS words, but uh, take some time <laughs> and celebrate that when you're done. And remember to call PXP Solutions for all your apparel decorating needs. They have capacity for those end of year embroidery or screen printing opportunities. And this is the time for planning and working with your peers. And they consider themselves absolutely your peer. They're going to help you make better decisions when it comes to apparel decorating, avoid costly mistakes, and help you create a solid plan for your business growth as it pertains to apparel. So call our friend, the owner, the CEO, good time player man himself, Bruce Jolish with PXP Solutions, 214-226-3105. You want to email? That's cool too. Bruce at pxpsolutions.com. Together, we can make it happen. All right, Kirby. So I have the Upfront podcast uh, part today. Actually, this is the Upfront podcast. I have the Upfront section. I've got pages of notes here. Wow. Okay, cool. Yeah, I spent four days preparing. So why don't we, which topic do you want, Kirby? One, two, three, four, five, six, or seven? One. Number Start one. Excellent. All right, so Koozie and Imagine Brands announced this week mm -hmm. that they're combining under one umbrella, not peerless. <laughs> <laughs> Industry bad joke there. All right, uh, but they're going to combine under one umbrella. So a little background for those of you who don't remember, Koozie acquired Imagine Brands in December of 2020. 
but they've been operating as standalone businesses now for almost three full years. Uh, and they, so they really had no changes in 2023, but beginning in 2024, they're going to do a slow transition to a single ordering process beginning January 1st, 2024. And by the end of the integration, they expect, and this is what they're hoping the benefit is for distributors, expanded items with full color decorations, more items available at a 48 hour standard products with a, uh, well, breaker word products with a sustainability stance and additional free services and waived fees. Now, the pricing will default to Koozie Group's current structure, uh, and the Imagine Brands website will cease to exist right around April 1st, no fooling, of 2024. So uh, let me read this from the CEO. He said, after three years of working together, this seemed like the right time to align common and best practices from across our sites and functions to deliver impactful products and best-in-class service to our distributor partners. Now, I, I I know what I read into a lot of this, um, but I'd love your. Do you, if you have some opinions, great. If not, I can roll. But uh, having had, you know, for those of you who don't know, I had a pretty big background before I got in the promotional products industry in my late twenties, doing acquisitions and integration. So uh, I do have some thoughts on this, and actually <laughs> something solid to stand on from an experience perspective. Well, that's cool. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, so I gave this a read. Uh, obviously, as a distributor, we do business with Imagine and Koozie Group. Um, and to be honest, when the acquisition happened, you know, I think a lot of times uh, organizations will be like, oh, they, they're still going to stand alone, whatever. I wondered how long it was going to last. Um, it's concerning uh, from a distributor perspective, um, at least from my perspective, I should say. Um, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, I think that there were lots of people who I would follow along and say, okay, yeah, I, you know, I like doing business with Imagine Brands or I like doing business with Koozie. Even the best organizations that completely integrate, it can be a shit show. It's yeah. really hard. And then the other piece, so so my guess is come January 1st, it, it, like it's going to, 2024 is going to be a really tough year of transition for those two organizations, just from a service perspective, because it seems like it always is when this happens. Um, yeah. Obviously, I wish them the best. And you know, I'm an optimistic guy, but you know, sure. reality just seems to be that. Uh, secondarily, when I hear this, I I think back to, um, you know, Lee Wayne acquiring JII. Uh, like, the, you know, I know you lived through that. I lived through that. And what that, what I hear is job loss. And so I, that's my concern, not only from the people who I know within the industry on the Imagine brand side, is there going to be duplicates and then duplicates use a problem in, in things yeah. like that. And then, you know, the people I don't know, the internal folks. Um, right. And so those are, I, 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 and I feel bad because like, I'm sure there's a ton of efficiencies and there's a ton of positives, but when I hear this, my, my brain did not go to happy places. Yeah, and I only shared that background before I got in the promotional product century, just because I do understand a lot about how this works. Not to brag about it, no, I mean, sure, not like an expert. Um, you know, a lot of planning goes into these things, and the first thing people need to realize is that one company generally doesn't buy another to leave it alone. They right. want to create what they'll call operational efficiencies. They'll they'll reduce redundancies, and sadly, that usually does mean jobs. So let's yeah. not. I don't want to take the human element, the people element out of it. It sounds like they've done a lot of planning. And here's what I have learned through probably the four or five acquisitions I've really lived through that I had a real deep uh, hands in on. 
you can take 10 years planning it. You can take 10 years, yeah. literally planning every single detail, making sure that there's no hiccups for the customers, making sure that everybody feels warm and fuzzy inside, making sure everybody's been communicated to. And three hours into day one, you're going to have to scramble and you're going to have to react to things you didn't think about. So everybody has a plan to get punched in the mouth. Correct. Thank <laughs> you, Mike Tyson. But yes, you're 100% right. And so I think you know, there are going to be operational efficiencies. And if they can pull some of this off with the combination of the two companies, there will probably be some benefits you as a distributor will feel, and it will be a good thing. That being said, they're not closing any plants. They're very careful. We're not closing any plants, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean customer service center. So I think you're going to see a fairly good sized job loss. Um, And unfortunately that kind of thing is predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those, one of those situations where it's like, oh, I'm surprised it lasted this long. Right. Um, and it's one of those things it, it's tough. We watched what happened when snugs acquired Sweda. Yeah. Um, and that did not go according to plan from a distributor perspective and, you know, Brandon from McKay and <laughs> yeah, from any perspective, <laughs> yeah. Brandon McKay yeah. and Brittany David, and they did a great job of communicating, Hey, we screwed up and how's we're going to fix it. You know, I, I really just hate, like you, my mind goes to the people. We can talk about the operational efficiencies. We can talk about living under one brand and, you know, that might make it a little easier for some distributors, but I think you're going to see a lot of resumes floating around. And and so my heart goes out to the people impacted by this, but again, it, 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 it has been predictable. So yeah. if you were in one of those customer service seats, hopefully you've been kind of waiting for some, you know, if you want to be a redundant seat, it doesn't have to be customer service, by the way. Right. Yeah. If you're in a seat where there's somebody else doing your job, one of you staying and one of you is leaving probably. Mm. And that's mm. just a sad reality of it. And it's tough. Very yeah. tough. Yeah. And again, a, I think both of us would say, you know, wish yeah. each of the folks like that that Absolutely. are in those situations the best. I think you and I have both worked with people to try and help in the past, help people make connections and that sort of thing. But then, hey, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm wishing for the best. I hope it goes incredibly smoothly. I hope I every negative thing I've said is wrong. <laughs> well, and in what I agree, and we wish the best for everybody and the organizations, everybody. Yes. The one thing I will, I'm sure people are saying, well, why are they doing this now? There's never a good time to do it. There's never a yeah. right time to get married. There's never a perfect time to have children. And there's never a perfect time to really consolidate businesses. It's a very difficult thing to do. Yeah. So there's that. Kirby, do you mind if I let you and our listeners on on a little secret? Oh, I love that. Oh, great. The softest, most sought after, and most luxurious blanket is available right now from our good pals at Canada. That's right. The coastal throw that everyone has been waiting for is in stock and ready for the holidays. It's a luxurious blanket that looks and feels so indulgent, Kirby. It's such a great blanket. It's available in three colors, blue, ivory, and sage. I love that sage color. It's really cool. Nice. And pricing includes a laser patch for decoration. So head to kanatapromo.com to check it out. All right, Kirby, do you have a topic for us? Yeah, um, I try, try to make this fairly brief. Um, so you know, uh, last week was our end user show, our customer appreciation yep. show. And you also know, we've been doing that show for many years. I actually need to go back yep. and just find it out. But it's we were pretty early to the end user show. We kind of started as a customer appreciation show, and then it kind of evolved. Um, and it went really well this year. We had a new venue um, that was incredibly yep. well received. Um, so, but I, and, and, event was good our suppliers were amazing the merch was good so i want it was it was really a good event but something struck me 
that I thought would okay. be valuable. Um, okay. We we gave away a lot of merch. Um, obviously, okay. that's a part of what we do. That's the place where we invest, right? Like, and and mm -hmm. our suppliers help us invest in that. Um, we don't charge for suppliers to attend. Um, that's right. just our philosophy because I'd rather right. them invest in merch that we can hand out. Sure. Okay. And there was in walking around the show because I'm kind of you know trying to greet all of them. I got to see yeah. a lot of the suppliers in action, and we have some great ones. But something stuck out to me that I thought was interesting, and it might be a lesson, and I, I just want okay. to share it. So because we have a lot of cool merch, I got to experience the, the way we do it is the stuff at the, that they absolutely need. Like I give them mm -hmm. at the front desk. The other yep. things I like to have them go to the supplier to get so that they can sure. they can um, they can be the person that hands it to them. Um, right. And I'm fascinated by the different levels of enthusiasm when that merch is handed out. Now, I, I do want to say that suppliers, man, I was talking to one of them, uh, like Kyle McGovern is someone you yep. know. It, he, he's know. saying it was like 50 or 51 shows he'd done since mm -hmm. the summer. Like that is a yeah. lot. <laughs> that's a lot of travel. That's a lot of shows. Yeah, Go the ahead. supplier workload is ridiculous this yeah. time of year. It really is. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I, part of this, I want to give a caveat that I understand um, but there was a difference in enthusiasm in the way that those gifts, that merch was handed out. And it is, it's funny to me to watch it because of course those suppliers are tired of handing, handing out the same shit. They're, they're tired of schlepping the same merch, but for those end users, it's the first time they've ever seen it or at least. Absolutely. And, and it, it occurs to me that one of the things I said was um, we become jaded but the way we show the product still matters. Um, yeah. And I think that there's something to romanticizing it when we hand yeah. it out, when we show it. And I think that's something we all need to be reminded of, including me, um, because it was like, oh man, you could see the difference in the way, you know, like, again, it's mm -hmm. probably the same water bottle or the same tumbler or whatever yeah. it is. But when the supplier seemed enthusiastic about it, all of a sudden the end user seemed ex excited about it. And it's it's really easy to to lose sight of that i think but right. i think this is a good time of year to be reminded that we need to romanticize what we do so i, I wanted to, to share that and, and sort of get your thoughts yeah. about it yeah i couldn't agree more i mean i i you know i often wish when i i do work with some uh, people who are new to the industry and things like that and sometimes I wish I could go to a trade show with their eyes, right? Mm, I remember right. the first time I walked into a trade show, I was like, okay, wow, it's overwhelming and it's yeah. exciting and a lot of noises, a lot of blinking lights and all that. And we do get jaded because yeah. it's the same same theory of of the the person who's a waiter in, in the best steakhouse in town. Uh, they have that dinner every night and it's fine. It's good. Yeah, steak was good. But then someone <laughs> comes and has experiences. Wow, it's the best steak I've ever had. It's the right. same thing. Whatever we have, we get tired of, right? Yeah. Um, and so I love I love your lesson. I actually had this on my list to talk about. So we're going to okay. do an ultra smooth transition okay. and do a couple of questions I actually had about your end user okay, show because great. I do know it was last week. Why do you keep doing it? What What is... You know, it's as succinctly as possible. Why do you keep doing it? What's the core reason? Because it's a lot of work putting this on. No, it's, let's make no bones about it. It's yeah. an exhausting lead up. Yeah, it's really tiring and it does cost money. Uh, so I think number one, 
And, and by the way, it's a question that I was asking my team after the show. So literally the next day, yeah. I'm like, do we do it next year? Um, number right. one, I think the answer to your question is historically it has meant business. We, you know, people, we have already received orders from the show. And so if that continues, then great. Like if it pays yeah. for itself. And <clears throat> and then number two, we really do focus on it being an appreciation event um, is, yeah. is we really do try to show this is a, an opportunity to show yeah. people that we really do appreciate their business. And so we do all this stuff. And then I guess finally, the third reason is that I want to show our um, customers, uh, prospects, how to do an event like this, right? Like we really cool. we invest in certain things because we want to show right. them how to do it. And, and and as you would say, in interest of transparency, I saw Josh Robbins in Cleveland over the weekend. We don't see each other when we live 20 minutes apart, but we see each other in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. Randomly, by the way, I literally randomly ran into Josh, but that's beside the point. And he couldn't talk highly enough about the work that you and your team had put in to make it an experience. So, so obviously, sure kudos that. to you there. Second question out of, I think there's 47 here. We might trim it down to three. Uh, second question, what do you think the value is to your end user clients? And you may have already answered that, that kind of, wow, and aha, I have all this available to me. Maybe that's it, but I don't want to put words in your mouth. Yeah, no, I actually think what it is, is they get to see and touch and feel things that, that, that there's, I, I tell them all the time, there's no way I can fit this all in my truck or in my vehicle. They get to right. see and touch and feel. And so many times I think they see things and go, oh, that's for that thing we're going to do in April. Like it's yeah. it, like, and the thing that I don't even know that they're doing yet um, and mm -hmm. so for them, like the, the ones who get the most out of it come sort of with a shopping list, but also just with an open mind. And so I think that's, that's one of the big values they get. Excellent. And, and last question out of the 47, um, do suppliers get a discount at your massive Airbnb, uh, situation or at your hotel? Yeah, actually, I think that okay, they they, they actually have uh, both. Uh, so I like it. Uh, Josh stayed at one of the facilities, and yep. Kyle McGovern actually stayed at the new one that we just bought because it's pet friendly. So they, him and yep. his uh, fiance wife, brought dogs, and so they stayed at the Roscoe. So yeah, it's cool. And very cool that you just shared that Kyle McGovern has a fiance and a wife. So that's kind of nice. All <laughs> right. So um, joking, of course. All right, Kirby, do you have a quick topic before we go into my final topic? Or do you, yes. do you want me yes. just to go into my final topic? No, okay, no go ahead. The, well, this one can be quick just because I, I wanted to run this by you. Um, yeah. So United um, Airlines, because yeah. again, traveling okay. and all that yeah. stuff is, yeah. uh, will now give window seat passengers more time to load. So they're going to start okay. um, boarding economy class window seaters before middle and aisle seat travelers to speed up the boarding process, according yep. to an internal memo. They won't yeah. be able to cut the line completely, but, you know, because active duty stuff like that will still go. Um, but they're going to get yep. window seats on first to try and speed up the boarding. They are saying it's going to save two minutes per flight. Um, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when no, you, it adds up. Yeah, when, when you're talking about over there. So Good idea, bad idea, thoughts. I think every possible way to board a plane has been studied, restudied, overstudied, understudied, side studied. I think it's all about the same. Um, I mean, that always made mental sense to me, but then you're creating other problems. I mean, the, the real problem with the way we board planes is there's not enough overhead space. There's not enough space for overhead luggage. That that's that's the bottom line. You know, at United and a full service carrier like American or Delta, you have a seat assignment. So there's no mystery there. It's not like Southwest where it's like, man, I got to be first or I got to be early because I want this type of seat. You, you should have your seat assignment well in advance. I mean, if it helps them be more efficient, sure, great. I just, you know, the, the problem is I don't know how you check that. 
it, I, you know, I, I used to be an American Airlines guy and they group by group numbers. And if you have your uh, boarding pass on your phone, which I'd say probably 80, 90% of people do, they don't check that. I mean, there's different colors, but it's only like two colors. So mm-hmm. after about group three or four, you can in your, but let's say I'm holding a group seven or eight pass. I can board with group five. No one's going to know. And so you create mm-hmm. that type of problem. Um, I don't know what the solution is. I really don't. So uh, if, they, if they think it's going to make it more efficient and they're going to pass those savings along to the, the uh, passengers, <laughs> let them, that's great. That'd be great. Okay. I, I, I like right. the idea. And I think that the way we do it now is about as inefficient as you can do it. Um, yeah. So, so if they're looking at additional ways, I'm, I'm down. So I just, curious, I, curious I would also, take. I would also like to see him board first class passengers last and save all, all that sense. overhead bid space. Cannot yet, yeah, cannot put anything in there unless you're sitting, sitting in the first class or business class section. But yeah. that's my, my opinion. All right, Kirby. Um, you know, we did talk about earlier 2024 and Bruce Jolish and PXP. They're wanting to help you plan for 2024. I think it's finally time we get to the business trends predictions that we've been uh, we've been teasing a lot. And so the first one is absolutely I'm not going to talk about this. <laughs> Kirby, I have a question for you. <laughs> All right. I have a I have a very serious question for you. OK. Are you ready? It's today's Thursday. So you get to have a beer tonight, if I yes. remember correctly tonight. Yep. And you're excited about that. I am. Are you ready to enjoy your beer by sucking it through a silicone glizzy? I can guarantee you the answer is no. I don't even know what that okay. is, but no. Okay. So Oscar Meyer um, has made, uh, makes a uh, sucking a tube steak at a ballpark, legal, fun, and meme worthy. If you remember last year, there was a viral video of a guy at a Yankees game taking a straw to his hot dog and poking a hole through it, and then putting the hot dog in his beer and sipping his beer through the hot dog, which to me makes me want to absolutely retch. Well, yes. our good pals over at uh, Oscar Mayer uh, have taken that viral video and made it a reality. They have launched a limited edition silicone version of the hot dog straw. And for obviously, Kirby, you're not on the cutting edge like I am. Right. The kids call a hot dog a glizzy. Okay? Okay. So it, okay. I, I'm not sure they do, um, but sure, that's fine. They do. Um, my my kids do. Okay. Um, it's available. It was available through free through through a, a special page on the Oscar Mayer website. Of course, it was gone in a couple of days. And here's what they said about it, Kirby. They're taking inspiration from a classic Oscar Mayer dog. The silicone hot dog straw is designed for optimal sipping, and we hope it brings a friendly reminder that we don't need to take enjoying a delicious hot dog seriously. Now, I have two questions for you. Number one, yeah. are you going to go on eBay and find the hot dog straw? Number uh, one. So I love Oscar Mayer as a company. No, I will not be doing that. I, I don't. I, I, it's important to note I don't drink anything through a straw. So I was going to answer well, I, no. I, <laughs> so like, right. And I know you're very, very in, in, in really a ridiculous stance, but you're very anti-straw. That's fine. Not a straw. Who drinks beer through a straw though? That's the weird thing. Like I understand having your local soda pop through a straw. That yeah. makes some sense to me. Perhaps some chocolate milk. Water, even uh, I usually have a, a straw in my water, um, but this is weird. Um, yeah. And the fact, and, and I don't want to, I don't want it looking like I'm, I'm, I'm sucking on a glizzy when I'm drinking a beer. <laughs> and do not use that for the open. Do not use that for the open. I'm so used to that for the open. Um, okay, uh, yeah. So honestly, I mean, <laughs> yeah. 
you know what? Let's just let's just let's, let that let's just move on. Let's yeah, just let this. Let's admit it. All like right, straws. so let's <laughs> let's move on. And I don't like glizzy straws. Let's move on to picks for PPEF. Uh, last week, Kirby, you and I took it on the chin. You yeah. were two and four. I was an even three and three. Yep. That moves us almost to even. You have twenty-one wins for the season. I have twenty. We have um, some really good games this weekend, and yep. so we're going to pick three pro, three college, straight-up wins, no line, anything like that. The first game we have, we go to college first. The Penn State Nittany Lions yep. are traveling to Columbus, Ohio, to take on the Buckeye of Ohio State. Uh, they're ranked number three. Penn State's ranked number seven. Kirby, I don't even need to ask. Who do you got? Yeah, it's going to be a really good game. Big Ten's strong this year. Uh, I of course, I'm going to say Ohio State. That's uh, not only uh, who I, I am going to be rooting for, but I'm concerned. Penn State looks pretty good, too. So I'm going I'm going Ohio State. So this is hard for me. These are two teams I really don't care for uh, at all. I don't like either team, uh, but I will have to go with the uh, Nittany Lions on this one in an upset because I, 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 I actually had to sit through the Ohio State-Purdue game last week. I'm sorry, but Big Ten football's the worst. Um, so we'll go with Penn State <laughs> on that one. Let's travel down south, Kirby. The Alabama Crimson Tide, ranked number 11th, are hosting the 17th-ranked Tennessee Volunteers in Tuscaloosa. Who do you got? <laughs> Apparently, you haven't watched a lot of SEC football this year. Uh, so I'll go with Alabama on this. They're, I, you're going to find me going. I, I don't have the cute, uh, catchy catchphrases that you always have every week but i'm gonna go with at home for the most part here so alabama okay time. okay looking at this game again uh these are two teams i don't care for very much uh, <laughs> i don't really love the alabama crimson tide and after uh the aggies had every opportunity to beat the tennessee volunteers last week and chose not to i don't like them much either i am gonna go though with alabama i i think both teams SEC is down this year to your point you made a second ago. It's not great football this year, except if you're Georgia, you steamroll people. All right, Kirby. The fourth-ranked Florida State Seminoles are hosting the 16th-ranked Duke Blue Devils. Who do you got? Uh, going home team again, I think Florida State. Th th okay. This one it was the easiest of the games for me to pick. I think Florida State's going to win this one. Of course, you know, okay. I was two and, two and four last week, so what do I know? Yeah, you, you were, so your record <laughs> speaks for itself. Um. <laughs> I, as looking at this game, boy, these are two teams I cannot stand. I got to be honest with you. I do not like either one uh, for a variety of reasons. I choose not to get into on this podcast because it's a fake bit to be in with. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and take the Duke Blue Devils in an upset in Florida. All right, Kirby, let's move to the pros, shall we? Yep. Let's go. Uh, your Cleveland Browns, big upset last week of the San Francisco 49ers. They're going to travel to Indianapolis to play the Colts. Who do you got? Um, you know, I, I think that the Colts look like they're a bit, um, they've got some bad luck going this year. Um, both yep. teams are are not amazing, but I think if we got quarterback play that was even a little bit respectable, the defense is ridiculous. So I'm going Browns on this one. Yeah, these are the two most boring teams in football, so I really don't <laughs> care for them. Um, and I, But I do think Cleveland's going to have a little bit of a letdown after that surprise win. They played very well. They had, They should have lost that game. But they didn't. They found a way to win, and I love that. I think generally the next week you're going to have a real emotional drop-off, even though the Colts don't have their starting quarterback gone for the year. Um, I think Gardner Minshew is the backup there if memory Isn't serves. It? So I'm I'm going to go Colts on that one, Kirby. All right. Uh, I think this might be the game of the weekend. The Miami Dolphins mm -hmm. visiting the Philadelphia uh, non-Phillies. Who do you got? 
Yeah, uh, both teams uh, are, have looked good in spots, but I think the Dolphins have looked much better consistently. Uh, the yeah. Eagles might bounce back because they looked bad last week, to be honest with you. So I'm going to go Dolphins on mm-hmm. this one. Yeah, uh, boy, you talk about two teams I don't like, and, and these are two of them. <laughs> um, uh, Philadelphia did not look good last week. Jalen Hurts has really fallen back to earth as a quarterback, so yeah. I, I don't really have a lot of faith in him. Um, I am also going to take the Dolphins uh, to win in the city of brotherly love. All right, final game. This is Monday night. Uh, I always love a good Monday night matchup. This feels like a good one. San Francisco coming off that very tough luck loss. Huh? What? Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, San Francisco coming off that very tough luck loss in, in Ohio. are traveling a little north. They're heading up to Minnesota on Monday night to play the Vikings. Kirby, who do you got? Yeah, the Niners didn't play well against the the defense of the Browns. Um, I think they're going to take it out on the Vikings. I actually don't think this is going to be that close of a game. I think they're going to crush the Vikings. Yeah, uh, I I have a tough time with this game because these are two teams I really cannot (laughs) just stand at all. Um, I here's the thing: a lot of injuries on the 49ers, and I think that's going to make Brock Purdy fall back to earth again. He wasn't great Sunday when Debo Samuel got injured, an offensive line got injured. I I don't again. He's a very good quarterback, and he's certainly proven that. So I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback, but now we get to see what he's really made of when he doesn't have his full have his full complement of players and Christian McCaffrey and, and Debo Samuel. Uh, that being said, um, I find Kirk Cousins to be the most bland, vanilla human ever to play the quarterback position, and I kind of like that steady Eddie approach. I'm going to take the Vikings uh, this week. <laughs> you like All right, that, Kirby? I do like that. All right, Kirby. Hey. Only 72 days left in the year. Can you crazy. believe it? It's crazy. Well, our good pals over at PXP Solutions, Bruce Jolish and crew, ready to help you out. They're ready to help you finalize your 2023, have you help you end the year strong, and then work with you on your goals for 2024 to grow your business. You can reach them. Uh, call Bruce. He answers his phone, which is actually quite refreshing in yes. 2023. Uh, you can call him directly at 214-226-3105, or you can go old school and email him. At Bruce at pxpsolutions.com. Heck, the company PXP um, is, is stands for Pony Express. You could even send him a Pony Express. You know, you, it'll get to him and he'll handle it. He'll handle it. He'll handle it. But uh, this is the end of the podcast. I've got to go find a glizzy. Let's go. 